0: Hello, everybody. This is Bart Sharp and Becoming Quantum Conscious on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network, broadcasting out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana. I am in Austin, Texas, the wonderful, beautiful city of life, music and upcoming with the South by Southwest. But I do fairly warn you that it's also the allergy capital of the world. And I am still a bit under the weather with Cedar Fever. And hopefully I'm going to be clear out there. Uh, But beyond this city of Austin and going back to uh, UPRN, uh, United Public Radio Network, you can catch the show on the Internet on UPRN.com as well as Roku, that'd be cable television. That's why my hair is combed and I'm all uh, spiffed up to some degree, as well as YouTube, Facebook, Spreaker, and other internet pr- platforms. We're all over the place. And today, uh, I'm sadly to say that I had to cancel my pre-recorded show because my, my uh, French beauty And I mean a beauty of magnitude because she is such a great author uh, writing a a book called Guardians of the Dragon Path. It's not sound enticing or what. Annie Williams. Uh, We cannot get the technical uh, stuff going. Uh, So we had to cancel the show. And I'm really sad to say that. But Annie will be back. And we'll have a show with her somewhere in April, most likely, talking about the ley lines and the magical features that Southwest France has. Of course, uh, I'm a big uh, expert on this because I go there all the time doing energetic work there. Uh, So here I am thinking, well, you got to you got to create a show on your own (laughs) less than 24 hours. So um, what kind of topic could you take in one hour and talk on just like that? You know, that's that's the question I was asking myself. And of course, the answer was really easy. Magic, magic in this reality. And yes, it does exist in this reality. Um, it's, it's very prevalent. And it all begins inside of you, really. Uh, magic in this reality. So uh, there we have it. Uh, And I uh, am in love with this topic because I've written a book on it and uh, I just find it amazing. And I'm working on my ticker here. So that's why I seem to be a little distracted. And uh, we're going to get all of this stuff situated and then I can start Talking about, voila, there we go. So all of it's clear. So if you have questions about magic and or how you create magic in your life, I'd love to hear them. I'm going to be coming a lot from my text. Uh, magic speaks. I think it's all in the same. Uh, it's not having a mirror effect there. I wrote this a few years ago, in the beautiful land of France. It's just so funny about France and the magical properties there. But creativity flows in France. It just comes up through you, through the land, because it's a higher vibration. And that's a really key component about what magic is. The magic is is the reality. It's it's invisible. It's intangible. It's ingredients to create life with. It's that special thing that makes the unexpected show up and it's the exact thing that you needed at the time, so to speak, or surprises you beyond what you thought was possible. And there it is, it pops up and and you're just thinking, well, how come some people seem to have that happening all the time? Some people, it seems to uh, not so much. You know, that's the uh, funny thing about the the magic is it's totally intangible, unpredictable. And there, (laughs) i like to say there's a science to it, but there's not. But there are some things that you can do to help that happen. Hi, Carrie Lindock. She uh, is a magical friend that I know. Welcome to the show. Uh, So you know, the one guy that I think really talks about magic really well, and yet magic is never mentioned in his book at all, that would be David Hawkins, and the book would be Power Versus Force, and it's like, oh my God, if you can get through the first 150 pages, which has important concepts, you and then you get down to the second half, it's really an amazing book. But you kind of have to know the first half to really get to second half. So, you know, you have to persevere. But basically what he's saying is that we have a vibrational scale of one to a thousand. That is consciousness. The highest forms of consciousness, like a Buddha, would be at a thousand. The lowest forms of consciousness are just regular people. working and forcing their way through life. And he says that everybody under the number 200 on this one to a thousand scale are working out of force. And then the ones above 200 are working out of power. And you can switch that around and say, well, it's force versus magic because the higher you go up to the scale, your vibration changes. And he calls it attraction. And I just think it's much, much more than that. Uh, Attraction kind of insinuates that that would be more physical gratification. And magic is not always in that place. Um, it, It has a lot of ingredients beyond that. Um, right now I'm on a very strong dancing discipline, dancing almost every day for seven months. And there's a certain fluidity, magic, and creativity that comes out of me because I'm completely committed to it. It's joyful. It's this wonderful experience with this. And I'm dancing in ways I never thought I would dance. And I'm in my 60s. And here I'm dancing. I can leave a lot of 20 year old people in the dust, basically. Don't mean to brag, just fact, as Yul Brenner said in The Sons of, uh, I wanna say Katie Elder, but that's not wrong. The Sons of Will Sonnet, that's it, uh, a 70s or 60s television show. No brag, just fact. I can dance. I can move because I have hooked into the magic and I have a discipline, my body and there's a fluidity that comes. And one of the most core outcomes or products that gets out of magic, uh, that isn't a physical gratification is creativity. Things just show up. Ideas just show up from the most interesting places. This is one of the most important things. And the higher your vibration comes up on this one to a thousand scale, you could call it (coughs) a lot of other things, but that's basically what it is. The more your life seems to come to you, whatever that be. I know that dancing well and having all of this great health that dancing has facilitated for me, also affects all of these other areas of my life. You know, besides good health, it's a vibrancy. It is a joy. It's um, just this speeded upness in my brain. You know, it just has all of these multiple effects. And it seems like it's probably helping me attract things because my energetic being is stronger. Now, this is a perfect example of it. Um with that. Now, Mr. David Hawkins of Power Versus Force also has some really interesting um comments in that he says, once you get over this 500 scale, and this is like everything under 200 is force. And this would be the people that are trudging through life that are in judgments they're getting angry all the time they're fighting they're they're into addiction they uh do not maybe feel good about themselves they may be holding shame maybe depressed most likely they're under 200 and then those above 200 to 500 are getting intellectually what it's like to live in a higher idea and they're striving and striving to these higher ideas. And then 500, you cross over and that's when it gets really interesting. And from 500 to 700, there's a group of people that live in this space that is more energetic It's learning how to feel love and joy as a vibrational part of yourself. In other words, you just feel the love beaming out of you. And you can use that love to generate energy in your life, but also give it to others. It's kind of like that picture of Jesus or Mother Mary when they're opening their chest up. And all you see is light coming out of their heart. It's like that. That's a great example. But also just think about it, vibrating everywhere in a person's body. And a person that's evolved with this has a choice, how they wish to vibrate it, where they wish to send it to, where they wish to focus. And on really good days, it feels like it's everywhere in their body. This would be what it would be like to be, over 700 on this scale. And so when we talk about magic, we're really talking about that is our target. It's to get to a higher vibrational place to where we are just that light. And if there's one word that describes that, if you have it, It would be wholeness that you feel whole in yourself, no matter what the circumstances you may be having a really crappy day or something unfair has come into your life and you're confronted with it. Uh, Somebody may be dying in your life and it's extremely sad. And you're working with that. It may not change those situations. And yes, you will be sad. You will be angry or whatever the emotion seems to be for that situation. However, at the same time, there will be a sense of wholeness inside of you. And that will be your rudder. That will be your center. That's because it's a vibrational concept. Now, above the 500 mark, according to David Hawkins, that would be the higher vibrations of love and joy. And I just see it as a vibration. He doesn't really explain it that way. So uh, know that you won't find that in the book. This is my own interpretation. But you just learn how to be in that place as he called it, and as other people have called it, he has a great video on this titled, The Space. And um, he literally is talking about the space of consciousness that he enjoys being aware of in his own body. If you do not know much about David Hawkins, he was in a wheelchair, um, did not have this big active body. And uh, he was wheelchair-bound for many, many years. I'm not for sure how long. However, he was able to have this glorious inner world. And as he says on the video, that's the only thing that matters. Being in the space always feels joyful. It feels complete. And that becomes your center. And when we talk about that, We're really talking about the quantum reality. Um, That is the space, as David Hawkins says. That is a vibration of lightness, of light, of higher vibrations, whatever you wish to uh, define them as with a word. But you can get there. Anybody can get there. It's just the opposite would be like having a fight with somebody and all of a sudden everything feels heavy in your heart. Your brain feels like it's on fire and it feels like you're just going right down a very narrow path in life. Uh, I know that motion well. (laughs) That would be highly charged triggered anger and uh, that would be kind of the opposite of it whereas when you're in the light or in this feeling of wholeness it's a feeling that everything is possible anything is possible because you feel whole inside of yourself you can create anything and uh, it's just amazing um, a great story about this is uh, the hugging saint from India named Amachi or Amma. Uh, she travels all around the world and gets people darshan through hugging them and anointing their third eye with a, a paste. And when you get into a, a hug and anointment, it feels like a charge of light just blasts through your body. It's really incredible. So Here she is, she's traveling all over the place, and she really, she pulls in a lot of money, but it's always given away uh, to other people and children and education and hospitals and uh, a lot of things in her home uh, region in India called Kerala. And, you know, that's her service, that's her life. Well, one day in Kerala, there came a tidal wave and it kind of wiped out a lot of stuff. And, you know, the whole world perked up and, you know, was watching Kerala and stuff. And Amachi just came onto the news and said, I'm donating 23 million. And this was 20 years ago. So 23 million had a lot more power than it does now. Now, I suspect she never had that much money. However, in her knowing, she knew that that was the right amount for her to manifest. And I went to one of her um, Darshans a couple of years later and was watching a video on it. And sure enough, <laughs> yes, Amachi donated $23 million to build hospitals and schools in Kerala after the title the tidal wave and, you know, it just went on and on. So, you know, I think she was really connected to the world around her, what was needed and somewhere in her knowing she knew how much she could manifest. And that was because she was connected totally to her body and totally to this bigger space inside of her that knew what she could create and uh, she went forth it's that's that's the beauty of it is when you start to get into this knowledge of your space it's not only in your heart and that's one of the basic levels of it but also it's also in your second chakra your stomach your solar plexus all of these subtle chakras in your body all of these are possibilities to open up as you develop your talents and abilities, all of these body parts and what they had to offer. Uh, Amici, I know her because I've had lots of uh, Darshan from her. (laughs) She's highly charged in all of those chakras. And she just knew what type of power she had to create that. So a lot of your power does come from the second chakra to create these magical things. Um, Lots of qualities, and and I'm going to get back to that. And as usual, when I start to talk about a topic like this, I have a tendency to ramble. So let me put your feet back on the ground and tell you. My name is Bart Sharp, and this is Becoming Quantum Conscious. And you are on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network out of New Orleans, Louisiana. And shown on Roku, Facebook YouTube, and other internet platforms, pro- including the UPRN website. And so come join us in there. If you have questions for me about magic or a magic story, I'd love to hear them. Just uh, chat it on and we will bring that up. Now, I've been talking about this really high-powered quantum concept called the space. And that's just one aspect of it. there's also the more practical side to magic. And I kind of see them as a, they they go together like masculine and feminine. You know, if you're going to be a whole person, you have to have your masculine and feminine well-developed together in unity and harmony. And, you know, of course, what is bothering the feminine and not what's unresolved in the feminine, Uh, affects the masculine and uh, vice versa. So they kind of go together. But it's always good to know what the masculine practical concepts about magic is because we do them all the time or we can do them all the time and it creates that possibility to happen. And when we add the feminine or the quantum concepts with it, Then we power them up even more. So that's a lot how it works. And um, one of the first things that people um, need to know about having magic is being open-ended. Open to all possibilities. Even in in one of the best ways that uh, this is seen is is something like, oh, guess what? You've just been transferred. (laughs) You got a new job today, (laughs) you know, something like that. That's just one example. Uh, You're given a new situation that you're not expected or it just seems to be negative or something. Maybe you had an auto accident. It doesn't matter. Do you look at this and and go into the fear of the worst concepts and go, oh, crap, this is going to be awful? Or do you look at this and go, I wonder what this is going to teach me? I wonder what this is going to offer me? Or just something very neutral. I wonder what all of this is about. It's keeping that open ended thing Uh, to be in your life. As soon as you cut, as soon as you start to say, this is awful, this is bad, I hate this. You have defined it. You have judged it. And therefore, you create the possibilities of what that situation has to offer and suddenly make it very linear. And Less can happen, less possibilities. And the most important aspect about that is you will see less possibilities. And that's uh, going to turn your magical abilities down. So that's one of the first things. And for many people, it's like a knee-jerk reaction. They just have something that confronts them and all, and they say ah, it's happening again. It's happening again, and uh, I have somebody that just keeps telling me, "I was just meant to make just a little bit of money in life because every time I get money, something bad happens, and it all goes away." And <laughs> I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> uh, and, and as opposed to, well. What have you not learned about this? What is it in this that has created this? And, and a lot of it is just taking personal responsibility that, well, maybe I didn't make the best decisions. Maybe I made mistakes down the road. Isn't that interesting? It's okay for me to be stupid and insane at times in life and make bad decisions. What's I will not allow in my life is to stay hooked into that same pattern. As soon as I see that my knife is not working, I go into open-ended attitude to see what that is. And when you're in open-ended attitude, the magic starts to show up because you're inviting in possibilities. And it brings us to the next state of this is questions. And I've been using questions all along in this show f- so far, but questions are open-ended. And so when you ask questions, um, it opens up the possibility. It's almost like planting a seed in the universe. Uh, like if you see something that you really like, like uh, I saw a Ford Maverick pickup about 13 months ago. And I go, what would that what would it take for that to show up in my life? There was something about that pickup that just was the perfect truck for me. I am a small truck guy. I'm not attracted to Cadillacs, Ferraris, big trucks, or, you know, soccer mom vans or whatever. I like small trucks. And something just tingled in me. And of course, I ordered one. It came in. It was just amazing how the money has shown up for me to pay this thing off quickly. How much joy I get in it when I drive it. And of course, when I was looking at those pictures, I was asking these questions like, what's it going to take for this truck to show up in my life? And, and so that opens that catalytic possibility to happen And being that I'm like really happy when I'm seeing it, uh, and now really happy when I'm driving it, I just build that energy. I'm building it all the time. It's positive. It's open-ended, plenty of questions. And there's this feeling of joy with it, you know, and that's the really cool thing about it. And, um, So the questions are always doing this. Now, some of the most challenging things are not joyful. You know, a lot of times we get things in our lives that are not fun. It doesn't mean that we're a non-magical person or that we're taking a step backwards in life. That we've done something awful and we're going to get this cursed Whatever
1: it is. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi weekly podcast presenting these spine chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert, Dr. Heath Avery. Season one relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan once again that's themysteriousjapan.com
0: it's just natural and what is the choice there is how you respond to it and so I'm always asking these type of questions when I have problems what is right about this that I'm not getting or in a more simplified way what am i not getting about this? what's up with this? dang. <laughs> you know and i'm not doing it out of a awful stress i'm just more out of a curiosity. you know when you're asking questions you want to be in a state of vibrancy or curiosity or you know, or, or at least be neutral. And so when you open that up with a question, you're basically putting up your higher self to find an answer. That's what it's all about. That's what questions do is bring your higher self and maybe energies beyond you to come together and help you with this question. And I'm always amazed how it works. And you don't even have to ask questions a lot of times. You can just be in that state of questioning. In other words, you see something and it makes you happy. And you're just being in that open state of enjoyment with it. You have no judgment of it. You are in a state of gratitude. Gratitude. And that creates the vibration there. I just keep thinking of this beautiful waterfall in France. I go to Fontaine and it seems to have all of these fairies. it's very cold water. There's a town, there's a sound of the trickling spring that just makes you wanna feel like dancing or making music or the creative energy just bubbles inside of you. And I just get that feeling inside of me what it is. Even if I just look at a photograph now, the feeling shows up and I meditate on that feeling and become that vibration. And I'm training my body to be in a higher state. That's the whole thing about magic and consciousness. You know, it just doesn't all happen just like that. You know, change is practice. And when you need these very masculine tools like questions and open-endedness and non-reaction and curiosity. They are a discipline to keep moving in that same direction. You know, and you really have to pay attention to, this is tough for a lot of people. What makes you happy? What makes you excited? A lot of people do not know. And I'm surprised. So, you know, when you ask people, what do you want in life? They might say, well, I just want a better job. I like a woman who loves me or a nice Porsche would be nice, you know. And, you know, it makes me question, are they really listening to my heart, their heart's desire? And that's a really important part of magic is like knowing what your heart's desire is. And that is something I always ask. It's like, what's my heart's desire here? In fact, I've done, you know, various exercises where you train and uh, do mind mapping or mapping to get ideas. And uh, so for me, When I did this type of stuff, I did a meditation and I asked that question, what's really in my heart's desire that I really want the most of? And the first thing was a vision of a home that was happy. that I love people that there was nature all around me. Magic existed inside of me. And you know, that was more powerful than anything. And, you're, and you may be thinking, well, there's no car in that. You know, there's no fancy home. There's just a happy home. Um, there's no relationship in that. But to me, when you get to that core of what you are, and it could be that you're a community person, it could be that you are an extremely romantic person and having a person like that, or you're very intellectual and you want to solve some of the great mysteries of life. Maybe you're a scientist. Um, it's different for everybody. But finding out what that is is crucial. You know, and it comes down in very simple increments. And you just have to trust them. So finding out what makes you happy is good. It's extremely beneficial. And and also another way of creating this magic and finding out what you want And this is my real litmus test, so to speak, is this is kind of like a rule of thumb. When I do it, if I get more energy from it while I'm doing it, I'm excited. I do more of it. It can be just little things like doodling or hoeing in my garden. But if it's giving me energy and when I'm done, I'm going, wow. I feel great. That means a part of my magic is intertwined with those type of activities. And I need to pay attention to how to include that in my life. Great artists and great creators do not just do one thing. You know, and I really like one of my heroes with this is David Bowie because yeah, he was this artist that a magnitude that released um, Aladdin Sane and uh, Ziggy Stardust from the Spiders of Mars in the 70s and kind of blew everybody away with this very different persona. Then he went on to other types of albums that were totally different. And then he went on to do an art. And then he went on to videographing and learning how the Internet was going to work with music and the world. Point being, he was totally fascinated with all of these things in life, and he would just jump into them wholeheartedly. And he followed his heart's desire. He gave himself permission to do that. So would you be willing to invite your heart's desire to be in your life and to be able to create from it, request it, and, and receive it in your life? That's a question, by the way. And it's just like, yeah, what would it take for me to know more about my heart's desire? Another question. And that's the masculine aspect. And the quantum aspect would be when you see something, or you do something, and something comes alive in you. It becomes bigger than you energetically, or you feel more alive, or there just seems to be this space inside of you that's bigger. That's the quantum world saying, I'm alive when you are doing this. It, it's giving us those messages. Um, it's like going to see a good movie or a good inspirational movie where you're sitting with a hundred or so more people and you're all going through the same experience together of this movie and the message of the movie. And the, of course, the director's trying to take you into a story that gives you a certain emotional response. And when you see this with a group of people, it's all magnified by everybody seeing the movie because most likely everybody's going to follow the director's uh, manipulations of how he wants the story to lead the viewer. And when you walk out of the movie theater, you feel this huge expansion because the director did his job and you magnified with a hundred people and something bigger and bolder opened in you because you got magnified with this emotion or this feeling or this perception. And that's the beauty of movies in the theater. However, what it teaches us is that we can magnify in many, many ways. This is why it's so great to meditate and do energetic activations. So we can start to bring in this. And when you're in these states of higher vibration, it's always good to wonder about, well, what's my heart's desire? What would I really like to create in life? And see what opens. Now, for a lot of people, they think, well, <laughs> I really want to be like, a, for example, a lead guitar player, just for an example. Of course, I've never picked up a guitar in my life. <laughs> I love music. <coughs> uh, but maybe I should look at it this way. Like, I like the energy of being a lead guitar player. And what's the first progression for me to do something that creative? And see where it takes me. It it may not be the end all thing of becoming a guitar player and doing that. I mean, I have no plans of picking up a guitar in the next few years. I have too much other stuff going on. But I do like that spirit of creativity that anything's possible in music. Therefore, I hold that vibration inside of me. And I take that in things that I really, really know. Like I'm a really good shaman. I'm a really good energy worker. Amazing intuitive that sees energies that other people do not see. That is my form of creativity that I developed and it comes easy to me and seems where I'm most fascinated to progress these days. That's how it goes for me. What I really want to impress upon you is listen to what that is. And just because it seems not to match, like, you know, you're going, how the hell am I going to be a guitar player? You know, or one of my friends wants to be a car salesman. And I think he would be a horrible car salesman, but what he really wants to do is communicate. He wants to be able to connect with people and have these relationships of power with people. Therefore, that's what he should work on. And who knows where that's going to take him. Uh, But that's what it is. It's going down to what is next in your development on your magical path. And that's why it's good to see these big pictures, these big dreams that might be so far off from what you really are, or maybe they're not. But you start seeing the skills that are there and start your magical process in learning those things uh, and having that fun with that. (coughs) And of course, with magic, you really have to confront what is limiting you. And so if you want to be a car salesman with great communication skills, and you may be this this really angry guy that gets irritated very easily and uh, can be very aggressive and judgmental at times, well, you might want to deal with those issues before you can have this higher level of communication with others. You know, it's very confrontive. If you want your dreams to happen, you may want to start asking those questions. What is required for me to learn in order to have this skill? What is required for me to learn in order to have this skill? Uh, And just trust. That's the whole good thing about magic and, and going into the quantum side and the feminine side. If you ask questions, it's kind of amazing what information pops up and it literally is information that pops up like a voice or a word or something, or, or you look up and you see a book on the shelf and it has this word that exactly is what you need to know. That's how magic works. The unconscious, the subconscious work together with the conscious mind that's choosing something more expansive. And the body and the unconscious wants us to get this. It wants us to be happy and more magical and let go of a lot of the garbage because it's just easier for us on so many levels. It's no fun to hold a lot of repressed anger for our body. It never is. Hi, Martha Morrell, magic and miracles. Indeed. Uh that's so important what this is. And there's a button there. Should we press that to play something? Is that what that's about? Should I get dangerous? Well no. trying to figure this out. I guess not. Um that's oh that's your YouTube sign. So Martha Morrell, you have a magic and miracles. And uh it's wonderful to hear everybody else's stories on this to see how other people do it because the stories teach us all of these applications. And that's what the applications are. You know, there's one reality. When we think about the power versus force mentality, that those people who are working in force below the 200 scale, they're usually doing life with using force. They're judging others. They're judging themselves. There's a certain density about it because it kind of gets them uh, thinking in that way. And when you are in a judging, when you're in aggressive or angry, it creates density in your body. And so that reflects in how you think. It affects how you create. Whereas if you're more in the magical side, in the quantum side of it, And you're wishing to switch out of that. Your tools are that you always got a choice. There are always choices in life. And we have to start seeing what those are in life and not try to judge our way into we have lesser options. That's why questions are so important. And that other things that are. Of course, questions and uh, and these type of things attract. Uh, we're always inviting things in. We're curious towards life. We're grateful for life. And overall, we practice having fun in life. Those are all the things we need to do. It's just like today, I've been getting so mundane. And I just took off this morning and went shopping for unnecessary things just to get out and to get into different stores, to see different things. And you know, bought myself a new t-shirt, voila, really cool. Uh, but the whole point was being, I just need to be in the world differently. I needed to get out of predictable, even though that's a little bit of a simple thing. but. You know, breaking the self out of box is hugely important. You know, and going back to the more the feminine side or the quantum side. We really have to think about our chakras. And one of the most important part of the chakras is our second chakra. Probably the second one is our heart chakra. Being the heart chakra is our most powerful energy center in our body. It's just built differently from the rest rest of the body. It has just more power in general. But our second chakra, when we're talking about magic and how we see ourselves in the world, the second chakra is very important. It's so much about what our self-image is, how we walk with a presence, but also what we manifest from. This is all second chakra stuff and developmentally speaking, when we are two, three, four years old, we're functioning more into second chakra. It's a very sensual world. It's a very tactual world, visceral world. It's a very heart center world. It's a vibrational world. Uh, it's fun and we're grateful to just be alive. That is the basic mentality for a two to four year old. If you just leave them alone and let them be the person they're going to be and love them and give them some structure in there and guidance and uh, and love them. So that's the essence of uh, a two to four year old is to have those things. And when they start to see that in themselves, what this confirms is love. They have a love of themselves and they get it from their parents that, wow, I must be powerful because my mom approves of the things I do. I show her a picture I just drew and she loves it. She seems to talk to me in nice tones. I must be a good person. Increase that happiness. It's something very visceral that feels very grateful to be alive. That is the power of being a child. It's the power of the second chakra. And some people have this power. And the more people that are developed in this, they seem to have these second chakra qualities more abundant and when we talk about second chakra qualities uh there are things such as power the ability to have money or wealth or abundance our our sexuality how we see ourselves as a sexual being sexual person or how we're seen in the world <coughs> creativity that we have plenty of ideas intuition Spirituality, our vitality for life. And another part that's not exactly second chakra, but it's crucial in the second chakra, how we express anger. You know, if it's outward or if it's inward. And it doesn't mean that, you know, if you're an expressor of the anger that you are more powerful in your second chakra. It just means that that's how you use it. And to enhance your second chakra power more, I think you really have to understand what your anger is and how you use it and how you uh, inhibit it or do not use it appropriately. All of those things are there. So all of these things I mentioned, money, power, sex, creativity, intuition, spirituality, vitality. They just seem to blossom in you. And you have those qualities, but also when you're strong in these things, your magic does show up. However, what I have seen in observation is nobody's complete in all of these areas. This is a very complex thing. I have a friend who His father was a minister and he was a very successful minister, Uh, had a big influence with people all through his uh, city and made lots of money, big influence. Um, So what is my friend really good at? Coaching, communication. She's made a lot of money and she's been a great communicator just like her father it's almost as if the vibration has passed over to her and she has received those, but other parts of her life aren't as strong. She's had health issues throughout her life. Uh, and that's kind of with it. It's kind of hard to get them all working at the same time, but what you have to do and realize what you're strong in, what you're your weekend, and start to improve in that. Um, and also know that maybe what you're weak in is really okay to be weak in. I'm, I'm pretty much a happy middle class guy. <laughs> I don't even have an idea what it would be like to be rich. And I'm really good with that. That's not been in my burning desire for a very long time is to make myself rich. And therefore, that defines me as accomplished. No, mine is a very different power of second chakras. Mine is more in awareness, intuition, spirituality, health. So those things seem to flourish more in me than other things. It always seems like I have enough money but I'm far from a rich guy. Uh, So just know that, you know, you've had a purpose in your life and it's really important for you to explore that. And when you start to see what that is, then allow those things to expand. Do not resist what you're weak in. Just ask those questions of like, how can you make it better? How can that improve if you really want it to prove? Um, and then it'll probably change. It's funny. The more I work on consciousness, though, the more money I make. I know a lot of people when I was in this business earlier, were always like, oh, we want more money. You know, we do all of these activations and clearance on wealth and money. And that would always get to people in because they said, we got to have more money. But really what they needed more is more awareness of themselves and their own vibration and more happiness inside of themselves. And that would be a bigger power to uh, attract their heart's desires. So it's just interesting when you bring in money or magic with this concept because it works in nonlinear ways. It's not something that is clear and simple. Money and a home and a better relationship are all very clear and simple. It's like everybody else has a better one than me. So therefore, that's what I want. Uh, And a part of magic is really looking about what makes you happy, what expands you and what makes when you do it, you feel this huge expansion. That is the main amazing part of it. So, um, yeah, Um, we've covered a lot of this stuff in magic. This is my book, Magic Speaks by Bart Sharp. And you are on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network out of New Orleans, Louisiana. You can catch a recording of this on YouTube, but also you can find it on Roku, on their cable show or on the UPRN website and catch up all there. And um, I just hope you have a more magical life and that you've seen some insights to make your life a, a better thing, because the more of us that are happy and fulfilled, it does change the planet. It does change things, and we're connected to a greater whole, and that's a part of magic. When you start to realize and vibrate as a greater whole of the planet, everything changes for you more. Just think about it. If you were connected to everything on the planet and you lived in that vibration, that would also mean that you were really powerful, energetically powerful, quantum powerful. So all of that stuff matters and works. And uh, so there you have it. And uh, I hope to see y'all next week. We will have Neil Dumra and we are going to be talking about mycelium magic. (laughs) Again, magic, but the mushroom rage of using it as a health elixir and why it's so important in the world today because it is much more than just taking mushrooms and feeling better. It's connected to so much more. And so we have Neil Jumra and Stephen Huntsman um, on the show next week. So I hope to see you then and have a great day. Bye bye for now.